Talk, talk to me. WSRadio.com Welcome to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome and thank you as always for joining us. We're happy to be spending our time with you. I'm glad you found us. Tell your friends. You can find us on all the different streaming services. I am Mark Cohen. She is Marsha Collier. And today we got all kinds of interesting stories. Uh, there is a way to well, stop Well, tech data news collection. never ends. Tech news never ends. Never that's why ends. we're here every never. week. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We got a story on Lego Optimus Prime that everybody's hot about. So uh, how was your week? Oh, busy week. By the way, I wanted to ask you, did you get that emergency notice on your phone this morning? I did. It was the weirdest thing. Yeah. Okay. I, I, went to, I went immediately to Twitter. I mean, people, it was a drill. We got one at nine in the morning here in LA and it was in LA County. And people were going, what, what? And they went on to Twitter freaking out because we have fires going on. We have all kinds of things going. And it said evacuate from a certain area. And it was from a certain area that I didn't know where it was. It could have been down the block. I don't know. Um, it was kind of scared a bunch of people. And boy, did Twitter light up and let that city know <laughs> who well, sent I, it Well, the out. one I got was immediately followed by this is just a drill. Yeah, I'll, so there was a 10-minute lag from me, there was for something. me. Oh, I, I had, had it instantly. Minute. That's interesting. Yeah. Well, I had really a 10-minute lag. And, of course, when that happens, yeah, I mean, it went, it's very loud and kind of takes you, you know, it frightens you a little bit. Well, well what is this? You know, World War Three. Uh, right. So, yeah. Well, like I said, mine, we have it, fires say, going went, on went here. Terror terrible fires going on here and it scared a lot of people and what about seniors what about homes with children 9 a.m on a saturday people are saying this is the only day i can stay home and rest and you have to wake me up with this drill well you can't do it during a work day (laughs) yeah you know uh there's all kinds of crazy things but uh, talk a little bit about uh Android 13 arrived at Google I.O. Uh, with some new features. Now, you're an Android user, Marsha. I am not. But it looks like they've added some things, and you can tell me how significant these are. I mean, apparently there's a new detailed look on the screen for Android 13, uh, which I guess uh, came some bundled changes on Android 12 as well. Uh, you get to, uh, I guess, personalize and have better privacy and security for the, I- the RCS message support as I assume you're messaging on Android as opposed to okay iMessage. no RC okay our RCS messaging is a of program of its own it's a technology of its own which Google has been asking Apple to do because it would enter when an iPhone person and a, an Android person text each other they're neither covered by Apple privacy or Google privacy um, ACS messaging, if y'all want to Google it without my getting into details, uh, it provides end-to-end encryption for Google Chats and all kinds of, uh, for Google Chats or message chats or whatever, between any sort of operating system, it's just a separate messaging. And Apple says they don't want to do it, but it does not come native right now on all Android phones. But it will be 
and okay. you'll have to be using Google Messages. It just seems simple to me that this would, no one is going to benefit but the users by putting ACS in as even an option. So what Apple is basically doing is they're preventing being able to see people type, being able to like pictures, being able to do, and yes, it's a benefit of their phone and they can make more money. Right. But still, all of those features are in ACS messaging and it's not something that Google is going to profit from. It's just a universal, it's just like MPEG or, you know, all the different standards we have in technology. So yeah. we'll see what happens, you know. Well, yeah, definitely. All right. So other things that came out of that, apparently they have better integration set up with uh, Chromebooks, watches, TVs, cars, home security devices. Yeah, but allegedly. the most important things that came out were the, was the future hardware that they're right. talking about. The new Pixel 7 phone looks fabulous. The camera bar is now polished aluminum rather than glass. Um, it's a The Pixel 6 is a beautiful phone. I played with it. Um, excuse me, the Pixel 7. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Pixel 7. Pixel 6 is what I played with. It's great. Uh, they're coming out with a Google tablet or with the Pixel tablet, which is no doubt going to be fabulous, but I don't like the way it looks at all. It just doesn't look up to date. But then again, we were seeing a prototype at I.O. This is a developer's conference, so I'm hoping they're going to narrow down the bezels because I think everybody, everybody felt that. Everybody wants a new tablet for Android, and uh, this one wasn't pretty, and, you know, pretty is important. I mean, uh, I was just about to say, are the Google, I mean, my question was, do we really need yet another tablet? We've had 27 absolutely. million tablets. So Google, what's the difference in this? Google needs, uh, or Android needs quality tablets with quality SOCs. And really, when you have all these cheap tablets like the Amazon, there's, like you say, barrels of them. But what we need is one with good technology behind it so that, you know, gaming and all those things happen right. flawlessly. So this is it, but the problem is it's freaking ugly. So yeah, I'm hoping, hoping that this, as I said, it's a prototype, so maybe it'll be better looking. The best thing that I saw was Google AR glasses. Yeah, yeah, you're going to say Google Glass, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Google yeah, Glass exactly. kicked off technologies that uh, the world is using right now in factories and in all kinds of things. And this is genius. What these glasses do, and they're a little thick looking, and again, it is a prototype, but it will be available in 2023, that when someone is speaking to you in a foreign language, you're going to see a transcription of the translation on the inside of the glasses in real time. It will take translation and transcription into immediate use, which is amazing. It's done with AR, and it's, it's you know, we still haven't gotten all the benefits that, have that were started with Google Glass, but this is good because think about when you travel. Think about when you go to France or any other country and you can't understand what they're saying. They can just talk, you can see what they're saying, and you can try to answer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think I can see that as, a, as certainly as a benefit. The question is, do people want to wear an additional 
kind of glass, or how does it integrate with the regular glasses? Can they get a prescription pair of glasses? Yes, well, generally they always do take prescription lenses. All of the tech glasses that I have seen in the past 10 years, can even Google Glass, could be done with a prescription. Yeah, that would, that would make some sense to be able to see that. Although also your phones are getting awfully sophisticated now where you can run translation programs that will right. automatically just listen and repeat back. You know, so. And they've been doing that for years. But yeah. this way you can be looking at the person. And I like that because that's less tech, more humanity. Yeah, And it's important. Okay. I uh, also want to mention an uh, interesting evening i got coming up next week at Distinguished Speakers. I'm going to be hosting Malala Yousafzai. I hope I pronounced her last name correctly. Um, Marcia, I don't know how much you know about her, but this is the young girl who was shot by the Taliban when she was 15 and won the Pulitzer Prize. Uh, not the Pulitzer Prize. The Yeah, wait, Pulitzer? No. Pulitzer? No, the uh, Nobel Peace Prize, I'm sorry, won the Nobel Peace Prize. So uh, she's an interesting young girl. She's about 20 years old and uh, fascinating. So I'm looking forward to that. So that's coming up this week. Um, you also so saw, uh, you, you saw something about, e, is it Evie Shield? I'm not sure how you pronounce okay, it. Okay, I cannot Evie? pronounce it because the person who turned me on to this, who is getting it, couldn't pronounce it for me. It's E-V-U-S-H-E-L-D. Evusheld? What it is 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 a a new drug, and this is amazing. So my friend is a double transplant patient and unfortunately needs more work done at Cedars-Sinai, which is one of our leading hospitals here in Los Angeles. And the doctor said, we're going to give you this treatment before your surgery because obviously he's uh, severely immunocompromised. Right. So the deal is, and looking at the FDA side of this, this is not a vaccination. It is to be given pre-exposure prophylaxis to COVID. So So in other words, if you are exposed to COVID, you won't get it. The FDA authorized it on an emergency basis. It's comprised of two separate injections. Obviously, vaccines are the best events available to the general public. But there are certain immune-compromised people who, you know, they don't get an adequate immune response. So for those people, they can take this medication. And I tweeted it on Twitter And it seems a lot of people are trying to get this now who are immunocompromised, and the supply has been very thin. One dose of Effusheld administered in two separate consecutive injections in your arm, one injection per monoclonal antibody. So there are two monoclonal antibodies. I mean, that's a mouthful, but the bottom line is it's kind of two drugs that work together to prevent someone from getting COVID for six months. And this is a very huge thing. It has been given emergency authorization and it comes from a drug company called Provent. So uh, we'll see where this takes us because this may be something seriously that could help a lot of people. But, you know, again, it's in a trial period. So is this meant for you to do before some kind of surgery or just anyone that's immune compromised should take it if they could get it? Um, probably the doctor is the one who tells you you need it because it is in such short supply from what I understand from people on Twitter, 
But uh, no, it is only for those with compromised immune systems. And I, I would assume they know who they are. Yeah, but, I'm sure that's true. And again, the okay. supply is thin. So if you have a request or you want to check with your doctor to see if this is something that would help you, do it. Yeah, got to love technology. Uh, so I like this story. This is great. Uh, the Ukraine apparently is using small drones to do for surveillance, for search and rescue. Uh, and this has really been helping them in the war with uh, with Russia. Apparently, you know, the uh, Russian missile systems fire rockets every second. Tanks and military vehicles are parked on either side of the uh, blasting artillery system. And uh, this thing is not a weapon, by the way. It's just a hovering zone, a drone that can look over to see what's going on in the war. And this has been really, really helpful to uh, help Ukraine in the fight for the war. So um, I think, you know, we've talked about for years where we would use and the military use of drones. Here's a great use for drones that allow them to see positioning, you know, when the Russian troops are coming in, uh, where they're shelling, you know, the different kinds of movement. Um, and I think that's that's great. Uh, reminds me of our, uh, was it, what was our drone, um, our Twitter follower? That I drone HD. He's I changed drone his HD, user yeah. a, He's changed his user ID. Yeah, he but did. They are made by a Chinese company called DJI, and right. the only way they are able to work was because Elon Musk put Starlink over there. Right. So, it's just a joint tech thing to make things better for people. That's yeah. I think it's great. They do have, uh, obviously, military drones that can uh, fire on targets and things like this. But in this case, it's more for surveillance. And, and I think it's a great idea. Uh, and, I, and I hope it helps the Ukrainian people uh, to fight this awful war. Well, so, it needs uh, the Internet connection to download the pictures, it seems. So I, th I think it's great. I'm a big yeah. fan of the use of drones. Yeah, I agree. Um, okay, so Twitter apparently has made uh, browsers easier to explain their privacy settings, which nobody ever understands. What is that? Well, not really. Okay, so if you're using Twitter and you're on a desktop or your laptop or just not on the mobile app, you can go to a website called twitterdatadash.com. Now, the cool thing about this is is it's almost like an old-fashioned Super Mario Brothers game that's yeah. updated for the 21st century. And what it does, I guess Twitter decided nobody was reading their privacy policy or understanding everything, so they needed to put it in cartoon form, which is just sad. <laughs> it's just sad yeah. altogether. You go to the page. Oh, it's cute, though. You go it's to the page. Looking. It says to welcome to Privacy City, get your dog, Data, safely to the park, dog's name is Data, dodge cat ads, swim through a sea of DMs, battle trolls, huh. and learn how to take control of your Twitter experience along the way. DMs, for those who don't know, those are direct messages. So when you start, just like any other game, you pick the language you want to play in, and then you pick a character that you want to represent you. It has different levels. It's very cute. Um, each level is themed around what best you can best describe as Twitter things. You know, one features cats wearing ad boards as ads. Another has you avoiding trolls. And your goal is to collect five bones as quickly as you can. Cool. 
That's very cool. You know, speaking of Twitter and, and the craziest story this week, of course, is Elon, who's trying to buy Twitter, claims he put it on hold because of the alleged fake accounts on Twitter. What, yeah, what's been had your it experience? On, he had it on hold for about an hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, all I can say is you got to understand e- Elon. Elon tweets when he wants to talk. Elon is right. a strange guy. Elon is a creative guy. Elon is a brilliant guy. So, you know, people taking every word that comes out of his mouth as gospel. Yeah, unless, that's true. I mean, come on. Unless he doubles or triples down on something. Just go with it. He's funny. Because I've even commented to Twitter Birdwatch, it's a joke, folks. You see the joke? It's funny. Ha ha. But everybody's taking everything so serious these days. And this thing... I know Elon's in negotiations right now. He's hearing information. He's learning data about the company. He's laying a lot right. of money on the line. So he tweeted something. And two hours later, he changed it. So, uh, I, You know, <laughs> normally people do that before they make an offer, try to find out information about the company, not after they've made the offer. Ooh, Again, I wonder if this is right. This is Elon who yep. invented PayPal. He yep. started the whole fintech industry. So he started the whole electric car. It's Elon. So just, you know, we have to realize he's a little bit of a loose cannon, but I got to love what he does and admire all his work. You know, for many years, uh, Warren Buffett did a charity auction where you could buy lunch with Warren Buffett. Yeah, that was on eBay every year. And I wrote about it in all my books, yeah. Yeah, it was very expensive. It could have gone for sometimes maybe a million dollars to have lunch with Elon. So Several unfortunately, million, yeah. you know, or half a million. So the people that would like to have that opportunity to sit one, of course, could never afford to do that. It would be interesting to see Elon do the same thing, you know, on a much smaller, cheaper way where he would allow people to have lunch with him and, and just bend his ear. I mean, he's a fascinating guy. I'd love to see that happen. Probably well, just happen, so you know, yeah. in 2019... Because I write about this all the time. Um, they raised $30 million to have lunch with Warren Buffett. Is that what the number was, $30 million? Yep, $30 million. And yeah. in this year, it was something like $4,500,000. Yeah. So it's fascinating story. And, it know, all the, goes to charity. Yeah, it's wonderful. And he's 92, maybe, somewhere in that general vicinity. I can't quite Drinks remember. Drinks Coca-Cola every day. He's not dead yet. He's a fascinating, a wonderfully fascinating guy. So uh, kudos to uh, Warren Buffett, like him. Um, okay, I have not gotten into Wordle. I know it's very popular. You know, for me, it's a game that ends like, what, five minutes after you're playing it? How, how long does it take to do a Wordle puzzle? It can take as long as you want it to. You can even well, stop I, and come back to it. Right. Um, uh, and sometimes they're hard. Sometimes they're easy. But the thing is, so obviously... Puzzles are written by puzzle writers. Right. And what was it? CBS interviewed this guy who's one of the top crossword puzzle writers in the world. (laughs) And he came out with a system. It will help you solve Wordle quickly in 99.5% of the time. I mean, it's amazing. I don't, I did it because I wanted to test it before we talked about it on the show. He has a website called I Love Crosswords, which has more than 20,000 puzzles. I mean, he is the puzzle guy. So here is the here it is. Write this down if you're a Wordle person. 
I personally prefer guessing, but his system works to a T. There's uh, the five magic words he says contain 22 letters of the 26-letter alphabet. Okay, so you can do the game in two minutes or less. So let me see. The deal is you start the game off with, oh, 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 oh. Give me a second. Give me a second. I can't find it. Ah. Uh Uh-oh. The New York Times edited the story so you wouldn't see it. What can I say? Wait a minute. Wait a minute, because I did it yesterday. Okay, here. The first word to enter is derby. The second word to enter is flank, F-L-A-N-K. Next, the word ghost. Now, he's not trying to solve the puzzle. What he's trying to do is eliminate different letters that would not be in the final answer. So the fourth magic word is winch, and the fifth is jumps. If you put those four words in in that order, you will be able to look at the keyboard and see what letters are left, and it makes it so simple to solve the puzzle. <laughs> but is that, I mean, that's like a, the equivalent, obviously, of a cheat code. So is that something you really want to use just to well, get through it? It's a hack. And yeah. sometimes, if you're a regular Wordle player, it can destroy you. You know, because you only have, when you play Wordle, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, one, two, three, four, six, you only have six chances to guess the answer. And then it self-destructs. And then, eh, eh, sorry, you get to try tomorrow. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, it is a big deal, and it can be frustrating. So to try his method every once in a while with those words, you can replay them on our podcast. Um, It makes it a lot easier. So I alternate now every once in a while. Do it regular or do it. But it works. Works every time. (laughs) It's a hack. Well, uh, yeah, there you go. Interesting. All right. Um, Thought we'd give you some information about how to protect your personal information. You know, um, you go on a website now and suddenly, and certainly on the Apple phone, I assume Android has something like this, where it comes up and it says, um, your password has been compromised in 47,000 websites. Go change your password. And that pops up a lot recently because there have been so many, um, you know, intrusions and attacks and such. So here's some information on how to protect your personal information. Uh, I recommend, and this article recommends, enabling multi-factor authentication. Whoa, I can't say that word. Authentication. Authentication. Hello. Authentication for all your logons around the web. Uh, And there are a number of apps that you can do that with or just entering a multitude of passwords or, you know, they'll give you uh, put in a six-character number or letter that is in addition to your usual password. And I recommend it. It's uh, sometimes difficult to use that. You know, whoa, excuse me. Sometimes difficult to use that. And it gives you an extra step you have to do, but it's a real safeguard to keep malicious individuals out of your accounts, especially in the case of a data breach. So uh, we always recommend multi-factor authentication. Um, You also might want to use a password manager. One, One of the nice things I like on Apple, and I'm sure there's an equivalent on Android, 
is that it will create a secured password for you. So if you go onto a website and you have to come up with a new password, and they're usually very long and very lengthy, and I at first wasn't really using them because I didn't want to have to write it down and remember it, but because your device remembers your passwords for you, that it'll automatically, in the iPhone, they use the iCloud uh, to, to get those devices going. So use a password manager to keep track of your credentials. Also, read your app and website privacy policies. Marcia, how many people do that? Well, I've said that in my books. In all of my books, people don't do that. No, yeah. Nobody does that. Even, you know, and there's also that website, Have I Been Pwned, where you can check right. your email address and you can check your passwords on that website to see if they have appeared on the dark web. Yeah, you just you you don't want to do that. You, you know, you you got to be very very careful how you do that. And now every time I go to a website that I haven't been to before and it says do not sell my information, click here. I do that. So take the extra few minutes to to whatever website yeah, you go you, to. Have you noticed when you do that, all of a sudden more ads pop up and it gets slower and they do different things. So I have been testing them on different devices. And I've, I can actually say that same website, if you say you'll accept them, right. which I do on one device, and the other one I say do not sell, the do not sell one gets more ads, it's slower, it drags out the story further. That's interesting. I haven't run across that myself, but that's interesting to note. Um, okay. Uh, the next step is lie when you're filling out web forms. Don't give your real information. If you go to a website that asks you for information, your name, your phone number, your full name, your physical address, blah, 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 just to get a recipe for something, you just put phony things in. Yeah, you don't that's have another to use thing. You. Yeah, that's another thing I put in my books because, hey, I've lied to every website, folks, just so you know. Yeah. Not my bank, not the government, but none of your websites have my real data. So you're there. Yeah, and that's very important, and you can do that. You know, uh, I know that I use Earthlink. I've been using Earthlink as a uh, internet service for many years, and they will give me a different uh, email address, not not my regular one, but it will feed my emails to my regular one using a unknown email address. So you you don't have to use if you have a um, some kind of service that gives you alternate email addresses, use that because that's really important. And of course, as we were just talking about, always say no to unnecessary data collection. You just don't want to put your data out there if you can avoid doing that. So uh, that, that's very important stuff. And these days with everybody hacking everybody, it's really important that uh, everyone do, uh, actually does that. So that's the story. Um, okay. Are you so part you, of... Go ahead. You were, talk you were talking about, uh, you know, uh, data collection, yeah. but there's, for some reason, I don't have it there. I wanted to tell everybody, and let me tell you real quick, because I didn't put it in the show run, is how to disable ad ID tracking in iOS and Android. And this goes on what Mark was talking about. Okay, so there's an ad identifier, just take my word for it, in both types of phones. So here are the steps. This way, your personal information will not be as easily taken from your devices, okay? Um, on the iPhone or on any iOS product, Apple always requires you to ask permission before they can access your IDFA, is what it's called. So say select 
Ask app not to track. And then you will see which apps you have previously granted access to in settings, privacy, and tracking. And you'll see a menu, and you can disable tracking for individual apps that have previously received permission. But only apps that have permission to track you will be able to access your IDFA. You can set the allow apps to request to track switch to off, and that will just prevent them from asking to track in the future, which is very cool. Apple also has its own targeted advertising system, which is separate from the third-party tracking it enables with IDFA, and most people don't know that. So to disable that, you go into Settings, Privacy, Apple Advertising. Set the personalized ad switch to off to disable Apple's ad targeting. And I highly recommend you go back every once in a while and double check because people have noticed that it switches back all by itself. It's pretty amazing. On Android, it's very simple. Open the Settings app, Privacy to Ads, and then just tap Delete Advertising ID. Tap it again on the next page to confirm you want to do that, and that will prevent any app on your phone from accessing it in the future. So okay. there you go. All right, real quickly, um, you could be part of the Apple $14.8 million settlement of a class action suit that said the company stored iCloud subscriber data on third-party servers without informing them. So all Very the time, nice. you thought, yeah, you, you know, you thought it was being protected by Apple and iCloud. Well, they were using a third-party uh, server to store the information. So uh, you might be part of it, but you probably won't be able to retire on the money you'll make on it because you're paying, for example, in my case, I bought. I get 50 gig storage for 99 cents a month. So you're not going to make a lot of money on this deal, but uh, you know you likely make a couple of bucks here and there if you even want to go through the effort of filling out the information you have to. Uh, but the class members will receive payment automatically. If you still have a monthly iCloud Plus subscription, your payment will appear as a credit on your Apple account. So Now realize uh, yeah. this is everything you save to the cloud, like your iMessages, like everything. Right, it was exactly. shared with a third party, and yeah. I just, just egregious. And yeah. in other settlement news, you check if you can qualify for Intuit's $141 TurboTax settlement, um, where the FTC said they have to pay back people who paid to have their tax returns done when it said free, free, free tax returns. We've all seen right. that. Uh, get details on the student loan company Navient. 1.86 billion settlement. That's going to be a big one. So you can Google those if you're involved. And also there's a $58 million settlement reached with Plaid, a service that connects consumers' bank accounts to apps such as Ven Venmo, Betterment, Robinhood, and Acorn. Things that I don't use, I don't recommend. But here you go. If you use them, check these out. There you go. You know, for the last couple of years, I've been wanting to do the story that you want to talk about today, which is how to determine whether your electric vehicle is better than using a gas vehicle. I and know. That's I've, why I was so excited that I found this for us, that well, you, you can every, you run know, the with, problem this. with this. Is, it's very complicated to figure out, and that's the reason I've always avoided trying. And this, I, you know, this article is a little bit better, but yeah, go ahead and tell us what you found, because it does get complicated. Well, it does. It gets very, very complicated. But let me find it. 
I read it. It was very detailed. It was on CNET. Yep. And, you know, that's a legit source. And they had, you know, their CNET cars guy go through everything. It was pretty legit. And they went over hybrids and they went with electric cars. Mm -hmm. And to be sure, a pure electric car will save you far more energy than a hybrid because a hybrid uses an internal combustion engine as well. Okay? So you've got all this stuff, but there's a steep depreciation. And we've been used to this, but the new generations don't know about this steep depreciation. Right, Mark? Every generation needs to learn the lessons. Yes, of course, right. And the average resale value, let's say a Subaru, which is not known for its electric cars, have an average retail value 66% of its new price after five years. But now, according to CarEdge, a new $35,000 Subaru, the deep depreciation will cost about 11500 over the first five years, or $6.30 a day. I mean, that's, that's a lot of depreciation. Compare it to the Tesla. Right. If you buy a $60,000 Tesla Model 3, you'll incur $25,000 in depreciation over the first five years, or $13.80 a day. That's huge. And yes, the government has quit giving a federal tax credit for these cars. Right. Yeah. Now you have to look into battery replacement yeah, because, as we all know, that's the reason why we technically need new phones all the time because the battery, battery dies down. This article says battery replacement is variable, but 10000 is a fair median estimate. Mark, you and I know, we've run stories on the show before, that have gone as high as $20,000 to replace yeah. the battery. And that probably so, says something for leasing your electric car rather than buying it because if after your lease is up which normally on leases you get pretty much the same as you would get if if you bought the car outright and you know at least that way you don't have to contend with and that's expensive you know repair we always talk about repair costs for cars if you buy versus leasing a car well that can be really expensive if you got to buy a twenty thousand dollar battery remember that story we did about the guy that blew up his tesla he'd rather have, blow uh, it up than buy a yeah, new battery than, yeah exactly so that's that's stuff that's uh, really interesting so well you know and you mentioned you mentioned the thing about leasing and that really benefits people who have businesses more. And the private citizen may not benefit because they don't have an asset in the end. But if the asset is worthless, that's a question. Right, now, exactly. the last thing is buying the electricity. People yeah. who have access, like Northridge Hospital here, has two plug-in stations for cars. Okay. The employees get the here crazy hours early to try and get one of those. Huh. Because the cost of charging their cars. Residential electricity in Idaho is $0.08 cents per kilowatt hour. Mm -hmm. uh, California, $0.18 cents per Big kilowatt surprise. hour. And in Hawaii, it's $0.28. Cents. And that's according to the U.S. Energy Information Administration. So the variance would be like paying $5 a gallon for gasoline in California, two fifty a gallon in Idaho, and $8 a gallon in Hawaii, and obviously most of the other cities in our country have cheaper electricity. And then go to fueleconomy.gov for a cost comparison between cars, and you can take head-to-head -head 
electric cars and different things. And there is one chart in this report, which I'm going to try and blow it up because, and I tweeted it today. So if you want to see it, you can examine it. They, dollar for dollar, penny for penny, went on the different cars and they compared an entry-level internal combustion engine, mid-price luxury internal combustion, and then three forms of EVs. Make this story short here. A luxury EV per 100 miles costs you $14.15, and an internal combustion engine costs you $12.60. Yeah. So bottom line, if you're doing it for the air, that's great. But plant more trees, and we won't get into the mess we have here in in Los Angeles or or California right now. But the bottom line is we have to do a lot to deal with our, uh, what, Mark, what what do we call it? The trees, the air, the plants, everything we have that keeps our world green. The environment. The environment, right? right. We have to do that. And what you're doing with the electric car, you know, is a drop, a minus drop in the bucket. So if you can't afford it, you know, maybe look for a high mileage, not, you know, that gets high mileage to a gallon of gas car and just leave it at that for now. And this is all reported and you can find it. On the internet, I tweeted. All right. It. Well, thanks for the explanation because I think a lot of people, you know, I, I actually think a lot of people buy or release or buy or whatever electric cars because there's a status attached to it. Uh, as you say, oh, I'm doing this for the environment or oh, you know, it's cool. Uh, but it may not be really saving you that much money to do it. So, kind of interesting. Hopefully, you have solar energy on your house and it's, you're producing through the sun to charge up your electric Okay. Battery. Well, w- we can get into that next week because I found a story on that too. And uh, yeah, that's been problematic because yep. of the, uh, uh, it's, it's not as great a deal as it used to be. Yeah. So, my, fa- right. my big story. The big story. What do you think of my big story? <laughs> Your big story. Well, we were doing the buy of the week, but what, what are you talking okay, about? Okay, wait. You go ahead with the buy of the week, then I'll talk about Optimus Prime. Oh, the other one. Okay. So it is now the time we search the planet, the universe, and Best Buy for the buy of the week. Uh, this is at Best Buy. It is the Samsung. If you're looking for a, an inexpensive soundbar for your TV or you know for uh, for audio use, this is a good price on a device that's gotten really good reviews. It's the uh, Samsung 2.1 channel soundbar with wireless subwoofer and Dolby Auto audio. It's a, a DTS 2.0, and you basically just plug it into your uh, television set. It comes with a Bass Boost uh, wireless surround sound uh, compatible, so you can uh, you can take your soundbar and connect it with optional real speakers. Uh, it comes with one remote. It has Bluetooth setup. A subwoofer is included, and you can get it. The normal price on this at Best Buy is two seventy nine ninety nine. Uh, you can get it today for one twenty nine ninety nine, more than half price off. You save one hundred and fifty bucks off of this. And again, it's the Samsung two point one channel soundbar with wireless subwoofer and Dolby Auto audio available at Best Buy today. Day, on sale one twenty nine ninety nine, and that is our buy of the week. And again, uh, if you're okay. listening to this in the future, check with your Best Buy, check with your local stores, and see if you can get the same kind of deal. 
Yeah, right. That's available. Okay, so uh, Lego Optimus Prime. Okay, no, this 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 is amazing. Who is the he the leader of the Autobots? Who is the king? It's Optimus Prime. I mean, everybody loves Optimus Prime. He is the king. He is the original. He, he's everything for he's Transformers. He's a cool dude. He's a cool he dude. is it. Now, Lego has put together a master class set, which the Creator Series has some incredible sets that we've talked about before. Mm -hmm. But this is only 1,508 pieces, which isn't that bad. I no, mean, it really isn't. I checked with Reddit, and those people on Reddit know their Legos. And pretty much what I glean from Reddit is you can do 200 pieces a day. I mean, you're not doing it all day. Yeah, but no, generally you can't. people it's, it's do 200 pieces work. a day. Yeah, you yeah. can't do that. So the point is that Optimus Prime converts from a robot to a truck and back again. Cool. It has 19 points of articulation in robot mode, and you can open the chest chamber to store the Autobot matrix of leadership. Nice. You can, you can attach his jet pack in robot mode. And place wow. the ion blaster and the energon axe in the Autobots' hands. I mean, this is awesome. This is so much fun play for adults. Uh, once you put it together, you've got a great toy. Now, other authentic accessories that come with it, the energon tube, cube, excuse me. Uh, the optional, you can, he can wear it or not wear it, waist panel. And a plaque to display your passion for Transformers. Very this cool. is a beautiful set. When it's standing up in full Optimus Prime mode, it's 13 and a half inches tall. And when it's in truck mode, it's only 5.5 inches yeah. tall. And it's cute It's a beautiful set. Beautiful set. It's $169.99, which is really not bad for what you're getting. You're a quality, it's a quality adult toy, and it'll be available June 1st. So yeah, very cool. go to the Lego uh, website and look for Optimus Prime. And to put it in perspective, I last year for, I think it was Valentine's Day, found a, we talked about it on the air, found a flower arrangement Lego kit that I surprised my wife with, and we put it together ourselves. And it was about 800 pieces, and I think it took us about eight hours of not straight time, obviously, uh, to put it together. So this is about double that. So I figure it's going to take you a couple of days probably to put it together. Uh, now, but did you really glue cool that, thing. and do you still have it on display? You don't glue it. It just sticks well, together. Well, no, I understand. Some people do glue them, Mark, so they're Yeah, to they're preserve permanent. them, I guess. No, yes. No. I mean, it stays. It's fine. People still to this day who haven't seen it before walk in our house and say, oh, what a beautiful flower arrangement. And then I go, look uh, at it a little closer. You know, and we have that happen all the time. So, no, I didn't glue it. But it's probably yeah, we, not a bad idea. Well, the Titanic is one of the biggest and most amazing sets there are. And that has over 10,000 pieces. I mean. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, but they're beautiful. They're just beautiful. Definitely. My daughter and her fiancé did the ship in a bottle. And pe people see that and they go, whoa, that's so cool. I'd actually like to build that. They built, was it the uh, the Star Wars uh, Millennium Falcon, was it, that they did? A full that's life That's a very size? difficult one, yeah. But what are you going to yeah. do with it once you put it together? Yeah, you got to put it Where in your backyard. Where are you going to put it? It's, yeah, it stays in your backyard <laughs> and uh, sits on the grass. Because right now, with and certainly in California, we're in a drought. We we don't get to water anymore here, so you got to have something on the grass. So maybe you can you uh, put the Millennium Falcon out there. 
Uh, you found a you had a kind of a nice story about uh, Norm uh, McDonald who passed away last year. And, well, Norm uh, McDonald was just a spectacular comedian. He was had funny. such dry humor, sarcasm, always witty comebacks. You can see him on uh, the TV show. What's it called? Uh, oh, what's that TV Saturday show? Night Live? No, science fiction. Um, science fiction. Yeah, it's oh, a oh. science fiction show, and I forget. Not the one, but the Star Trek one. It's the Orville. He the Orville, plays, that's what, yeah, that's yeah what he's on the Orville, and he was great. But anyway, people loved him. I mean, he was almost as great as uh, George Carlin. Anyway, he recorded a special before he died in his living room to be played after his death. And it Very will cool. be played at the end of the month on Netflix. So look out go. for that. Hey, that's it for us. I hope you enjoyed the show. We will see you next week. Have a good week, and uh, see you later. Marsha Collier and Mark Cohen here. Hit us up on Twitter. We'd love to hear from you. Send us an email and like us. Subscribe and tell your friends. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Produced by Brain Food Radio Syndication, global food for thought. <laughs>